Welcome to the Burning Hearts Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us this week. Well, I'm really, really pumped about this message. We've been in our Speak Lord series, developing a prophetic lifestyle, and we're here for one last Sunday. And I really think God wants to do something great. This morning, we're talking about prophetic evangelism. Now, when I say evangelism, I just want to hear what comes to your mind when I say evangelism. Shout something out. Billy Graham, what else comes to your mind or to your sense of emotions? Anything else? What was that? Saving the lost. Saving the lost. Cool. What else? Sharing the gospel. Sharing the gospel. What else? Those are all beautiful things. Anyone on this side? It's a little quiet over here. Treasure hunting. Treasure hunting. Ooh, so cool. I loved it. We had our activation night last Tuesday. When I asked that question, what comes to mind when I say evangelism? Someone goes, fear. <laughs> like, there's an honest person right there. That's an honest person. So we got so many thoughts and kind of pictures and depictions of what we think evangelism is, what we think it means. And I want to explore evangelism this morning with you um, and hopefully provide some insights, some teaching, and some stories that are going to be impactful um, to you. There's something, you know, when we think about evangelism, many of us think about uh, like Billy Graham or someone who is so perfect at articulating the gospel message, the story of God, even from the beginning of time up through the cross and now what we have with the Holy Spirit. And this is a big part of evangelism. But I want to encourage you this morning, evangelism isn't just doing what Billy Graham did. It isn't just having the perfect articulation and the prepared message to be able to just poignantly share the message of Jesus in a two to four minute format, okay? That's not all evangelism is. And I'm hoping your, your mind will expand a little bit today. There's an interesting scripture where Paul is speaking to the church and he says, I planted seeds, Apollos watered them, but it's God who makes them grow. And I encourage you this morning, if you hear evangelism and you're like, well, I'm not, I don't really do that, I'm going to challenge your mindset a little bit today. Evangelism can be as simple as planting a seed, planting a seed of love. It can be as simple as watering a seed that someone, is already else, someone else has already planted. Evangelism can take on so many different forms, and we're going to look today at a few different uh, ways that we can actually enter in to the good works that God's prepared for each of us to do. I'm going to start out with a story. I was out with my friends one day at Pier 1 Imports, if you remember that beautiful story. Mom's in this place. Your home is probably full. You were probably just sad when it turned into Chase Financial Bank. I think that's what it is now. It's kind of sad. It changed. I was out with my friends at Pier One, just where we like to hang out. I know that's so strange. No, we actually were on what we call the treasure hunt. I want to backtrack a few hours before arriving at Pier One. I was at um, just with a small group of people, and we had said, hey, we're going to meet here at this certain location, and we're going to pray, and we're going to ask God if there's anyone that he wants to reach today, if, if we can maybe do some evangelism today, whatever that means. And we're kind of young. I'm in my early 20s. A lot of the people there were like teenagers, even junior high, high school students. But a group of about 10 of us got together, and we were like, let's just pray, and let's see what God would do. If, if we said, Lord, you can use us. What do you want to do? So we sat, and we prayed, and you know, the format that we did this day, we kind of jotted down any things. We said, Lord, are there any people that you want us to, to meet? 
And one girl's kind of like, I don't know, I felt like God said some lady with like tall black boots and, and jeans. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Could be a lot of people, but tall black boots, about knee high, that's kind of a, a distinctive description. And we said, Lord, where would you like us to go? And we're just kind of testing our faith, like, Lord, we don't know if this works, but we're going to try it. So, Lord, where would you like us to go? And somebody got, you know, somebody thought, like, we should, Whitman's Candy Shop. Okay, we'll try Whitman's. And someone felt like the Lord was saying, Pier 1 Imports. So we're like, okay, that's interesting. And then someone got a number. It was like 3234. It's like, okay, that's so weird. We're like, maybe that's an address to somewhere, 3234. We're like, okay, God, does this sound kind of like, like early level disciples just kind of be like, Jesus, teach us how to do this. <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like, a little bit clumsy, but we said, okay, Lord, we don't know what's going on, but we're going to try this. So we left and we sort of made a plan. We were like, I don't know, let's, let's just start driving. So we start driving and we come to this place. We took the number first, 3234. We were like, maybe it's an address. So we Googled this. We tried 3234, and then some addresses pop up in maps. We're like, let's try that one. So we go to this place, and what it was was like these rows of townhomes, and it was like 3212, 3218, 3226, 3228. And then what would have been 3234, the number we had was like just an empty space, just green space, just grass. We're like, okay, God, maybe we're just dumb. This isn't working. It's like nothing's there. It was big green grass with an arrow. And we were kind of like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was nothing. I guess we'll just go try something else. So we head off to Whit- Carol Whitman's Candy. And we're in Carol Whitman's. And it's nice when you feel like the Lord leads you to a place like that. It's like, really? Chippers and good stuff to eat. So we're, th- we're there. Sometimes we're not sure if we're being led by the Spirit or by Stomach, you know what I'm saying? But we're trying. We're at Carol Widman's, and I don't remember if we ended up kind of praying with someone, or I don't remember exactly what happened there, but we then go across the street to Pier 1 Imports. We walk into Pier 1, and we kind of split up. It was maybe a group of like five of us, because we had split in half. And we're walking through Pier 1 Imports. We're like, oh, it just feels so stupid right now. We're looking for a lady in tall boots. Like, this just sounds so stupid. Lady in tall boots and jeans, and scrolling through Pier 1. I'm just kind of off on one side of the store. All of a sudden, one of the girls who's with us, a little junior high girls, comes running up. She's like, we found her, we found her. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. And there were multiple descriptors. I'm sorry I didn't share this in the beginning. And I wish I could remember exactly what they were, but it was like tall boots, jeans, long, dark hair. She had kids with, is what the person thought. She's like, she's over there. We know she's over there. And I said, did you talk to her? They're like, no, we got scared. We just ran away. Like, I don't blame you. That's kind of scary. So... So I'm like, okay, we got a doctor. Typically when we're out like that, if, if we felt like the Lord wants us to minister to a female, we'd have some of the ladies initiate a conversation and just go share. If it was a guy, we'd just have a guy kind of initiate the conversation. So I'm like, well, I don't know. You guys, you had the word for this. You should just go talk to her. So two of the girls and, and one of the youth leaders who was with us kind of walk over to this lady and strike up a conversation. And then clumsily in the conversation, kind of sure, like, okay, so we were on a treasure hunt, and we sort of think you're our treasure. We're Christians. We felt like God kind of was showing us, like, we were going to find someone in long, tall boots with long hair, and here's our notes that we wrote down. And she's like, oh, that's so interesting. And she's there with a couple of her kids. Long story short, we end up praying for this lady, but she begins to tell them that their home had just gone through a house fire. So they currently were like, had just gone through tragedy. She had about five kids, many of them with her. 
And they were in a really like difficult financial situation. So these girls then pray over her in the name of Jesus, just kind of bless her um, and encourage her and then come back to me and say, we've got to give her something. So what we did, we actually pooled money together. We're able to give her, we felt led to do this. We're able to give her like 200 some dollars, wrote her a check right there, just blessed her and said, we just want to encourage you, believe in you and support you guys. We did that. And I'm telling you, the radiating joy that we experienced as we got to be a part of this little God's secret mission for this lady, Raina, was just amazing. And the impact that we're able to have on people when we simply step out was really, really cool. We're talking today about prophetic evangelism, about reaching the lost with the love and the message of Jesus. I promise you, following the leading of the Holy Spirit can provide you some of the greatest moments of joy and excitement. Look in your Bibles at 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 4. This will also be up on the screen. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 4. Here's what it says. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. And we've hit this for a few weeks. We know that a primary goal of prophecy in our day and age is to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. Strengthen, encourage, and comfort. This is the heart of the prophetic. If we jump to verses 18 and 19 of 1 Corinthians 14. That'll be up on the screen as well. Paul says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you, but in the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Let's jump to verse 22. Tongues then are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is not for unbelievers, but for believers. This is interesting what he's saying. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and inquirers or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, listen to this, they are convicted of sin and are brought under judgment by all as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare. So they will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. This is so powerful, you guys. Paul states in this passage, prophecy is for believers. And verse 24, if an unbeliever comes in while everyone's prophesying, unbelievers will be convicted of sin, brought under judgment, will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. This is the power of prophetic evangelism. As we prophesy, the Lord actually, through the prophetic ministry, can convict unbelievers' hearts to turn to God and really confess, God is among you. The prophetic is actually meant to bring about the reality of God to those who do not yet believe. So prophetic and prophecy is to encourage the church and it's to be a tool of evangelism to bring people to a place of worshiping God and recognizing God is really among you. Talking about prophetic evangelism. One more passage of scripture, are you okay? 2 Corinthians 5. Flip there in your Bible. 
or look up to the screen, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. Verse 13, if we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us. That's important, mark that in your mind. For Christ's love compels us. For we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new is here. Now understand this. This is what I want you to get, verse 18. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Say, God gave me the ministry of reconciliation. And that's, this is what that means, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to you the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Oh, this is good. This is what evangelism is all about, you guys. Evangelism is the ministry of reconciliation. Evangelism is simply you taking on the ministry of reconciliation to bring someone or help lead someone who's not in right relationship with God into a place where they can experience freedom, love, hope, joy, forgiveness, grace, etc., through the blood of Jesus. This is what evangelism is about. Verse 14 of that passage is cool. It shows us that Christ's love compels us. Think about the life of Jesus real fast. You know, when we think about his miracles, his healings, his wonders, so often, immediately before we see him perform a miracle, a healing, some type of sign and wonder, we hear this in the scripture. And Jesus was moved with compassion. Or Jesus was filled with compassion. This is a key. Jesus understood that the moving of the Holy Spirit flows best out of love and compassion. So it's Christ's love that compels us. Everything flows from here. Can I share another story with you? Just simple ways that we can impact people. I was getting my oil changed about three weeks ago and I dropped my car off. I was just kind of walking around the place. It was a beautiful day. Then I moved into the lobby of the oil change place. I'm just sitting by myself in there. And I can't recall if I had even prayed that morning or if I was in the mindset of like, Lord, give me a divine appointment. I want to reach someone. I don't even think I was thinking that that morning. But I'm sitting in the lobby of the oil change place waiting for my oil. And this young kid comes walking in, college-age kid probably, he comes walking in, sits down in the lobby. I just go like, hey, man, what's up? You know, he says, hey. We start small talking like, do you do the conventional or the unconventional oil or whatever, the standard, I don't even know what they're called. Some of you car people are like, that's, that's not it. We're just kind of small talking like, which one do you do? He's like, oh, I always do the cheapest. It's such a ripoff. Did, I'm like, did you let them replace your air filter? You know how they always try to like replace your air filter when you get your oil change? He's like, no way, man. I'm not about that. We're just kind of laughing about, about oil changes and stuff. 
And then we're just small talking. We start small talking about COVID. That's pretty risky with a stranger, isn't it? Start small talking about vaccines and stuff. And it's, we're just kind of laughing about stuff. And, you know, we're just sitting there talking. I ask him what he does and what he's, you know, he's in school somewhere. But as this was happening, I was like, God, I just kind of feel your heart of compassion for this person. I just sort of feel like your heart of love for this person. And I know nothing about this person, but we just kind of converse. I share a little bit what I do. And then we both, it's like our cars were ready. We stepped outside. We're getting in our cars. And I grabbed one of those little, I probably have one with me. I grabbed one of these little cards. I do this all the time. Not all the time, but I, I literally almost carry these with me all the time. My wife kind of laughs when, when I pull them out and give them something. But these little Burning Hearts cards, we're coming to worship with us cards. They're kind of nice. But I did. I grabbed them from my car. I like went back over to his window. I was like, dude, I was like, I don't know if you, you go to church. No, I forgot. We were talking about God in the, in the lobby. I forget the stuff. I asked him, what do you think about God, man? He's like, oh, I don't know. He's like, he's cool. I'm like, yeah, he is cool. <laughs> and... I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, you go to church summer too? He's like, he's like, yeah, we go on like Easter and stuff. And that's cool, man. So I, we get to our cars. I grab one of these. I'm like, dude, you should take one of these if you're ever just looking for somewhere to go. He's like, oh, that's cool, man. We drive off. This was funny. I felt in my spirit like, God, I think that was cool, but I think I kind of missed it. I actually sort of felt like I should have at least prayed with him. I should have taken it like one step further. So I was like, God, I feel so, I kind of missed that. So we pull out of the parking lot. He pulls out, takes a right. I'm like, oh, that's where I'm going. He takes a left at the stoplight. I'm like, that's so random. That's where I'm going. So literally, we're, I'm following him now like for two miles down 32nd Avenue. I'm like, oh gosh, this is just, we pull up to a stoplight. I'm right next to him. We kind of look at each other, just laugh. We're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> we're just kind of drive. And I'm like, Lord, are you giving me another chance? So we're at another stoplight. I'm stopped right next to him. I'm like, I roll down my window. He rolls down his window. I'm like, dude, like, hey, man, I don't know what you're going through, but I just want to encourage you, man. Like, God has so much goodness for you. I don't know what you're walking through, what kind of your, like, year has been like. I know it's been weird for everybody, but I just want to encourage you, man. Say, like, I'm going to be praying for you. I just think God has amazing things for your life. Something like that. He kind of goes, like, I don't know what to say. Like, thank you. That, that's, that's amazing. And then the light's green. We drive off. And that was that. And now I pray for him. I, pray, I prayed for him almost every week since then. Because I'm like, Lord, that's someone that you love and that you want to reach. And I stepped out a little bit, and I look back, and I wish I would have gone a little bit further and just been even more open about the simple message of Jesus. But these are simple ways that we can plant seeds like Paul and water them in order to be a part of this ministry of reconciliation, drawing people into Jesus. This is what evangelism is. It's the ministry of reconciliation and we're compelled by God's love and compassion to step out. I wanna do something right now. This is a mid-sermon response moment. So close your eyes. If you're here and you're like, God, I wanna experience more of your love and compassion. I don't just wanna pass people by. I don't just wanna um, do my own thing and be so closed off. And you're saying today, I just want to experience more of that love and compassion for people. Just lift your hand real quick. Just receive from the Lord. Father, it's, it's your church. Your whole church wants it, God. I just pray, Father, fill us with greater measures of love and compassion, Lord, that we could experience um, that deep moving in our spirit of feeling love for people that you made, feeling love for um, your creation, God. 
and feeling the same desire that you have, Jesus, that no one would be lost, Father, in separation from you, God, but that all would know you. I just bless you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm gonna get into, in a second, four, four points that I have for you. But before I do that, Mark 12, 37, there's a really cool, um, this, you don't need this verse on the screen, but something really neat that is stated about Jesus. Jesus had just been teaching this crowd, as he often did, um, and sharing, you know, like he does. And in Mark 12, 37, this cool statement about Jesus, and it's small, but I think it's important. It says of Jesus that the common people heard him gladly. The common people heard Jesus gladly. And in that day, if you know anything about the religious system, Common people didn't really resonate with the Pharisees, the church leaders of the Jewish church. They didn't really resonate with, because those people were so far off and they did things so religiously. But Jesus is so cool in the, in the fact that common people actually enjoyed to listen to Jesus speak, which is kind of neat. So even as some of my stories just sound sort of like funny and goofy, it's like, this is how Jesus interacts with people, I believe, right where they are, connecting with them on just normal life stuff in a way that they can, they can resonate with. So I encourage you by saying Jesus wants to speak through you in a language that normal people can understand, that you can reach them, and that's really cool. All right, I want to give you four tools of evangelism, and I really think this will help you. The first tool of evangelism is encouragement. Encouragement. This is so simple. We're talking about ministry of reconciliation, reaching people, drawing them towards Christ. Encouragement is a tool of evangelism. You know, it's, it seems so rare that you see strangers talking to each other. And I don't know how often you talk to a stranger. Maybe it's a little small talk with a cashier because you feel like well, I'm close enough to them that I need to say something or this is awkward. <laughs> but Small talk between strangers, even just connection between strangers, doesn't seem to happen that much. I remember going to New York a few years ago for a couple of days. I was shocked at my experience with the people because I sort of thought New York was so fast-paced, people were kind of rude, like give you the cold shoulder, don't want to talk. I was astounded because I'd jump on the subway and the person standing next to me strikes up conversation with me. Like, hey, what are you here for? What do you do? They like to talk about themselves, why they're there. And it was like, this was a common occurrence while I was in New York. So I started to be like, what in the world is Minnesota nice? It's like Minnesota closed off and North Dakota, no thank you. I don't know. I'm like, we need to change that sort of dynamic. We can be so stuck to ourselves and kind of closed off from people. Like, no, encouragement is an easy way that we can engage people. Ladies, I don't know if you've ever been in a store. It's like, it's like, oh, I love your purse. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, I just got it at, you know, Macy's. It was 40% off. The pitch just kind of like starts happening. <laughs> or guys, shields, whatever it is, but, you know, hunting stuff like, I don't know, sick Filson hat, man. It's like, oh, thank you. It's like really cool. <laughs> but I'm telling you, encouragement can go a far way, really far away and open up doors for you to reach people and encourage people to love of Jesus. And it's really, really simple. So I challenge you, step into encouragement in your day-to-day relationships with people. The second tool of evangelism is conversation. Again, this sounds so simple. So often, through just a simple word of encouragement, a door can be opened for greater conversation. Um, Everyone wears shoes. 
Jason, love your shoes, man. Where'd you get them? Shoe carnival. <laughs> okay, great. But I can then, through a word of encouragement with, with a stranger, just kind of begin conversing, like, hey, what do you do? And breaking outside of what feels comfortable and normal for us, even in those social environments, can be really, really healthy as we want to reach people outside of our little bubble. So encouragement to open the door and then conversation to take us somewhere. And the third tool of evangelism is prayer. This is so huge, you guys. Many, many people are open to receiving prayer. And I found that to be the case. Now sometimes, it'll be like, can I pray for you? They're like, yes. I'm like, can I pray for you right now? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Please, no. But you can pray for me later. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But many times, if I'm engaged in a conversation and could just kind of feel the Lord moving and feel his heart for people, and I say, I just like to pray for you. I, you know, maybe something came up in the conversation, difficult that they're going through. It's surprising how much people open up. I might just say, can I pray for you real fast before, before I go? And oftentimes they go, yes. And then they take their hat off and bow their head, you know, like just get ready for prayer. Now it's cool. Prayer is a tool of evangelism. Oftentimes when I pray for someone that maybe that I don't even know, I can be sneaky in my approach of prayer. And I can sneak in things like, I want to pray for someone right now. Uh, let's see, who should I pray for? Can I pray for you in the Roosevelt shirt? What's your name? Mike? Mike? I'm going to pray for Mike right now. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you for Mike, Father. I thank you for your heart for him, God. Uh, I thank you for the heart of the Father that you've given him, Lord. And I just bless his uh, life. I bless his journey, Father. Um, and I thank you for who he is, Lord. I just pray, God, you would encourage his heart this morning. Um, and Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit um, would just, yeah, cause him to know that everything is going to be all right. And I just thank you, Father, for um, who he is and for the things that uh, you have for him, Lord. I just thank you, God, for the adventure that he's on, Lord, um, and, and even just for how you're empowering him, Lord, um, to complete the task that you've given him to do, Jesus. Um, and I just thank you, God, for who he is, for his life. I bless you, Mike, in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you, man. It's really cool. But as we pray with people, that was an authentic prayer. I was just kind of asking the Lord, like, Lord, what does Mike need? As we pray with people, you guys, we can be communing with the Holy Spirit. And the Lord often will speak something. Um, I could even, you know, begin to speak the gospel message. God, I thank you that you love this person. I thank you, Lord, that you gave your son for them, Jesus. I thank you for your love, God. I pray you'd reveal your love to them right now, Father. And that's really powerful. The other cool thing about um, prayer is that prayer often opens up the river inside of me of God's love and of God's word that many times when I begin to pray, it's when I begin to sense a word of prophecy for this person or prophetic encouragement for this person. So sometimes if we open up the door to prayer, God will actually move through those things um, powerfully. I had a really neat experience. We my wife and I were in a gas station. We felt like to pray for the cashier. We began to strike up a conversation with him. And I just began to pray for him. But as I'm praying, my wife's receiving a prophetic word for him. Gives this prophetic word, which is so spot on for what he, where he was at and what he was doing. It was like a huge word of encouragement in his life. And we left like, God's so cool how he does that. So the prayer often opens up um, a prophetic flow for us. And that fourth tool that I'm giving you is prophecy. 
and prophetic words. Now, real quick, you all in this room have in your heart the word of God written. I promise you, the word of God has been written into your hearts. And many of you have certain scriptures that you've memorized, or you could kind of, maybe you don't know where they come from, but you've got certain scriptures inside your heart, or you know the heart of God from the scriptures. Here's what's really cool about prophecy. Even if I don't feel a fresh, brand new, powerful revelation from the Lord as I'm praying over someone, what I can do, because I know that the word of God is prophetic in nature. Every word that God has spoken is actually still speaking. Every piece of life that's embedded inside the word is still released when I release the word of God. So if I don't have a fresh revelation from God, and I'm like, I don't know how to prophesy, I'm not getting anything, I begin to release life from the scripture. Lord, their best is yet to come, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that that you are greater than anything they're facing, greater is he than he who's in the world. I just begin to speak forth from the scriptures, and I am convinced it's full of prophetic power that can actually encourage and change people's situations, um, even if I don't feel like I have a fresh word from the Lord. Is that cool? So even if you're not sure, like, I don't know how to do this, I don't know if I'm going to get a prophetic word, I promise you that one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is actually to Yes, speak to us, but the word also says it is to remind us of the words that Jesus has already spoken. And the words that Jesus has already spoken that are recorded in the scripture have great, great prophetic power as we share them. God is good. God is really good. We're going to close here in a minute. Um, I'll just invite someone to the keyboard, so for Laura, however you want to do that, just to come to the keyboard, play something kind of happy, majorish. <laughs> I want to pray this morning just a couple of different things as we respond um, to the Lord. I want to pray, number one, for an impartation of boldness over whoever wants it, a fresh impartation of boldness. That's just a fresh yes to God saying, I want you to move through my life to reach and touch day-to-day people that I encounter I just so believe God wants to shake up the church and get us out of the shaker. You know like a salt shaker where that salt has kind of been sitting for too long, it's all kind of clumped up inside. It's just never coming out of that shaker. I just believe God wants to shake us up today, get us into the world with power and with love a little bit more. So that's the first thing I'm gonna pray for is an impartation of boldness to whoever wants it. And then we're also gonna have an opportunity after that for anyone who feels like you need a fresh word of, from God or you need a word of encouragement, word of comfort, we're going to have our ministry team up here and they're going to pray over you. Um, they're going to prophesy over you as the Lord speaks. And then thirdly, there's just an opportunity that if you're here and you're like, that reconciliation, I need to be reconciled to God. And maybe you feel like you've been apart from God, maybe things in your life or choices you've been making just are keeping you from that enjoyment of relationship with God, I just want to give an opportunity for that, that you could be um, brought back into close relationship with Jesus this morning. So if you close your eyes, I just want to pray over you guys. I'm going to start with that third thing. If you're here and you're like, I need to be brought close to God again. I know that I am not where I want to be, not where the Lord wants me, but I just need to be brought close once more. Would you just lift your hand 
just so I can see that. And I just want to pray over you. Awesome. Yeah, God can do it. It's by his spirit and his love that he does this. <laughs> All right, you can put your hands down. Just receive. Lord, you see our hearts in this place, God. You see our desire to be drawn close to you, Jesus. And I thank you, Father. It's what you do. It's the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of bringing um, us closer to you. And Father, over each person who's desiring that this morning, Father, I just release grace. I speak grace over them, God. I pray that they'd receive um, the forgiveness and the love of Christ this morning in a fresh way. I thank you, Jesus, that you no longer count our sins against us as we come to you in faith, and that's amazing. And Jesus, we receive that this morning, Lord, afresh. And Father, I just pray a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit, Lord, for more than just forgiveness and mercy, God, but I pray a grace of your Holy Spirit, Father, to live an empowered life and to step further and deeper, God, into the things that you've called each of us to do, Lord. In Jesus' name, I just bless you in Jesus' name. Awesome. One more, if you want that impartation of boldness to get outside of your normal, comfortable self, I just want you to lift your hand because I want to just ask God for a release of boldness. All right, you can put your hands down. I really wasn't going to try to trick you. I'm not trying to trick you, but actually, I do want you to come forward. Is that okay? If you're comfortable saying, I want the fresh impartation bonus, I just want you to come forward. I'm not going to keep you up here long. We're just going to pray over you. Just ask the Lord to release that. Sorry if you feel tricked. I really wasn't going to do that. Now I feel like you think I was trying to trick you. But I just want to pray a fresh release of boldness over everybody here. Oh, yeah, just make room. You can come up even closer here if you need space. Praise God. So cool. Again, it's the Holy Spirit that's going to touch you guys. It's not even about someone laying hands on you or anything. It's just being in a place where your heart's open to him. So just put your attention to him. Uh, we're just going to ask for a fresh impartation of boldness right now. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, God. Lord, we're asking right now, Father, that by your Holy Spirit, not by our works or by our eloquent speech or by our words, Father, or by our strength, Lord, but by your Spirit, there would be a fresh, real impartation of boldness in the hearts of each person up here, God, that would begin to shift the way that they live their lives, Lord, that we, we would see fruit as a result, God. I say, let your Spirit do the work right now, Father, in each one of our hearts, each one of our spirits, Lord, we release boldness, we release courage, we release um, the ability to step out, Father, in faith, in Jesus' name. Lord, and right now we exchange our fear of man for a fear of God. If you feel like, man, I, I just am so scared and nervous, just begin to say, Lord, I, I give you that, God. I want to exchange a fear of man for a fear of you, Lord. I thank you for that, Jesus. Would you do the work, Lord? Thank you for who you are, God. We just receive, Lord, a fresh impartation of boldness, Lord, and love. Love and compassion, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Praise you, Father. We hope this message encouraged you today. For more information about Burning Hearts Church and our mission, please head to burningheartsfargo.com. If you are in the Fargo area, we would love for you to join us at one of our Sunday services, either 9 or 1045 a.m. Have a great rest of your week.